Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah. It's a Wednesday. As they used to say in the business, hump day, Barrett. Hump day? Hump day in the middle. Yeah, right, right. You're Mr. Commercial. You love that commercial, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's kind of that, that midweek, bye week. It's like, like really a big uh, sort of lull in the sports calendar here in Philadelphia. And we got some lingering issues that we can choose to. Uh, drag on and then I found out from Xander that there's very good reason to drag on a little Minshew mania discussion because one Jimmy Johnson the Jimmy Johnson not the race car driver the football coach yes was on with big sills yesterday and apparently uh, had some glowing praise uh, for for Mr. Minshew so we're going to get to that on this show and we've also got uh, Mike Gill, our uh, buddy from 97.3 down in Atlantic City, wrote a piece on his uh, on their website about Minshew mania and compared it to the holiday season. I thought it was brilliant. I read it and I want to uh, bring Mike on today. So he's going to join us at 1230 to talk about that and anything else that uh, might be on his mind. And then, of course, uh, we got uh, Jason Mertides. We got to bring him on. Uh, to discuss a little bit of this Flyers situation, because that is one of the other issues uh, in, in the Philadelphia sports scene. Like it or not, the Flyers uh, still need a coach. They've got an interim guy right now that we know is is probably not the guy, and they've got plenty of issues, and we're going to discuss that uh, and some other stuff with Jason at noon. So between now and then, Barrett, we've got a couple of things to kick around. Ben Simmons, uh, the Flyers, Minshew, uh, you know, all that kind of good stuff. At this point, <clears throat> Mitchell is only going to have steam because we're not playing. Once right. Hurts gets back into the saddle. I agree. We'll forget about it. Right. If we had but, the, the Washington football team on deck this Sunday, we would probably not be talking much about Minshew. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, he did play well. We he can't did. deny that fact. No, he did. And yeah. you know everybody say, "Oh, it's just the just the Jets." Yeah, the Jets' worst player can outplay a whole lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> He's well, still an NFL pro, right? And I will say it's just the Jets. But I also said when uh, uh, Jalen Hurts had that great game week one against the Falcons, it's just the Falcons, right? Exactly. So we got to be fair. <laughs> I said the same about both, and I'm yeah, still sticking yeah. by my my thought right now that I don't know that either. I don't think either one of these guys. Hurts above Minshew is yes. the guy. Well, 
It depends on what the guy and how we define it. See, that's what that's what a lot of people aren't doing. They're not defining what they what they see as the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a franchise the guy, guy. Well, franchise guy, but you can have a guy that's, that's winning a lot of games, but you don't consider him a franchise guy. You know, a lot of people don't differentiate between a guy that's successful on the, on the field, mm-hmm. which like, you know, a guy that can go out there and maintain the offense, can 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 run the offense. You don't have to worry about him. He's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to make any turnovers. Mm-hmm. He's going to go out there and do his job, facilitate the offense. Then you have guys that go out there and they can win a game by themselves. Right. Those come few and far between. You can't just get, get them out the local crackerjack box. No, I know, but that's <laughs> you know what, what I want, <laughs> and that's what I demand. Well, well, I'm not like my, my pops used to tell me. Hell, people in people in hell want ice water. No. You got to just find that. You got to go pull it out of your pocket. <laughs> you know, what I mean, seriously, man. I yeah. mean, trying to find a what we deem a franchise quarterback is just so so hard, man. Mm-hmm. And, and just like Tom Brady, Belichick just find a you know a, a diamond in the rough. You know, he find he found right. he found the goat. You know what I'm saying? He found the unicorn in a draft that you know didn't really have quarterbacks that were you know lighting things up. Right. So the chance of the Eagles finding that, I don't know. I mean, you, you see Pickett being that guy? I, I don't know. I mean. How? No. I don't no. see neither one of those guys. No. And those are the two best guys in this draft. Uh, right you know? right now. Now, they might uh, they might develop that Carson Strong ends up with a great yeah, combine or something and gets shoved above Howell or some of, some other guy that out of nowhere. That not, maybe Desmond Ritter has a great uh, bowl game right, you know, right. against, uh, against Alabama. Like, what, what if Desmond Ritter – throws for 300-plus on the Alabama defense and for a couple touchdowns. Doesn't even have to win the game, but just has a really good game. All of a sudden, everybody's going to be all, like, rittered up. You know well, what I'm as saying? they like, should if happened. he does that. Right. As right. he should if he does right. that. If he goes out and tosses the ball against that defense, right? then, you know, he's the real deal. Right. Um, Just like Carson Strong. I was, you know, thinking about Carson Strong, and then I did his bowl game. I mean, I did his uh, game against Kansas State. Right. They rendered him almost – useless out there by just blitzing him right up the middle mm-hmm. you know it was his kryptonite because he's not really a guy that has a lot of functional mobility okay you know he's 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 an immobile quarterback he sits back in the pocket six foot six you know can toss the ball around he's he's the you know dan marino of the draft but i mean can you have those type of quarterbacks now in this in this new league i mean when i played linebackers were like 250 260 mm-hmm. Now linebackers are small. Now linebackers are around 220, 225, and 230. And fast is all outdoors because they have to cover so well. Right. You know, you can't have that big, you know, uh, linebacker back there who's just going to stop the run. You got to be able to, you know, go out there and, and, and stop the pass. And that's the difference between having that type of, you know, immobile quarterback back then and what you have now. Mm-hmm. Run Running backs ran the ball. These days right. it's different. You know, they, they came up the ladder. You know, they went up the ladder with these – these new college coaches and this spread offense and having, having a read option quarterbacks, all that stuff has made its way into the league right now. So what do defenders do? What do defensive coordinators do to stop it? They go out and find smaller, faster linebackers that can cover kind of almost like a safety, but still big enough to be in the box to stop the run. So you have to, you know, you have to evolve with what's going on in the league and that's what's going on. They're they're, they're trying to evolve Mm -hmm. all that. So we'll see, man. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I would love to be able to remember 
you know, to go to recall back in 2001, Tom Brady's season, <laughs> game by game by game, to see, you know, what what I would have been saying as, well, he's not the guy yet, you know, or, or you right. know, what I mean, eventually he became the guy. I get all that, and maybe Jalen Hurts will. Okay, I'm open minded enough to think that, um, but at, at this point, I just need a guy that's more accurate. Number one. Yes. Uh, I'm not as concerned. You know, it's great that he can run and make plays, you know, on on the fly with his with his with his legs. That's awesome. It's a great skill set to have in addition to being a more accurate <laughs> thrower and, a, you know, sort of a pre-snap reader at the line of scrimmage. And gr- granted, I know he can get better at that. I don't know that he can become more accurate just with his arm, but maybe like you said yesterday, he can become more accurate because he's a better pre-snap read guy and can determine right 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 away where he wants to go with the ball based upon the defense that they're showing him so i agree with that when he first started out um in college football they didn't ask him to do that right so it's going to take him a little bit to learn that a lot of these quarterbacks that come out the league now um weren't taught pre-snap reads because they don't have pre-snap reads because when you spread everybody out in these spread offenses it's already unfolded in front of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't have to read a quarterback. You don't have to read the safety. You don't have to read all that stuff. Right. They're not so as a lot exotic. Exactly. Defense, exactly. You know, you know yeah. you're playing against a guy, you know, a, a team like back in the day when we played against, um, played against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That was one of the hardest defenses to read because they wouldn't give you anything. They would have everybody standing up in a ball. Right. Two seconds before the ball is supposed to snap. And then all of a sudden, when they, you know when they think they'll snap it, they'll run to their place. Almost like a sugar huddle. Yes, that's yeah. a, that's what it was. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was, Harry. Yeah. Now, can you imagine that you're trying to play against in game plan Ray Lewis, right? In Sarah a sugar Gusa. huddle, and you don't yeah. even know where he's going to line up. You don't up. know where the hell they end up. You may turn around, and look up, and I'm a left tackle, and I'm looking at Sarah Gusa, who plays the nose <laughs> out there on me. Then I got Ray Lewis. He might be playing deep safety they had so many different exotic blitzes man they had McAllister out there at cornerback mm-hmm. they had a squad man Dion was out there for a little bit right they just had so many exotic blitzes and they came from so many different places one time you know reason why uh, Ben Rothberg got his start we're playing the Ravens the second game of the season. we won the first game the second game of the season we're playing the Ravens Tommy Maddox I mean he ripped the first team we played he ripped them apart Mm-hmm. Came into this um, Eagles, I mean, uh, into this Ravens game, and all of a sudden, at the snap of the ball, during this exotic blitz, they brought literally seven people off the left side. Seven people. The right side was blocking nobody. There was nobody there to block. On that blitz, they knocked Tommy Maddox out of the game. That was history for Tommy Maddox. He never played mm-hmm. another step after that in a Steeler uniform. He went and had and sold insurance, I think, after that. Exactly. Seriously, he did. He did. Yeah. And, he, and 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 from that point on, it was Ben Roethlisberger's show. He ran mm-hmm. off, you know, after we lost that game, he ran off 13 straight games. But it was that blitz where they brought seven people off one side and left the right side. If we'd have just ran right, nobody would have touched us. There was nobody on, literally on that side of the field. Yeah. You know, so if I challenged, you know, I challenged people to, to look at that play. They had all the guys on the right side of the defense. In other words, the left side of the offensive line is what you're saying. So yes. if you would have ran right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Ran yeah. to the offenses, you know. Offensive's right. Yeah. Yeah. But when you run that type of blitz, they had nobody. It's not even that that you can't even call that a zone dog blitz. Mm-hmm. Cause they were just like, all right, we just gotta get there. If we don't get there, we're in trouble. Because right. there was nobody literally from 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 the, the center on. 
on that side. Right. Nobody. Yeah. The right side is sitting there looking at each other while the left side was getting mashed on, you know, running. Right. Everybody running free. They don't mean that's that's hard for, you know, anybody to pick up. Right. Now he's a veteran quarterback. He couldn't pick it up. A fire zone blitz or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Fire zone. Fire zone. And did you see the video of Cooper Cup after the game uh, this past weekend? being interviewed by somebody on you know some uh you know sideline reporter and he right. went into this whole detail about a play I, my head was spinning right and Dear. you have to process that stuff right then and there yeah well it came with a fire zone brisk you know but they had cover three but that's right kind of... <laughs> i was like right. what? you know it took it took me a long time to talk in layman's terms so everybody can understand because nobody really Nobody really would know what a you know a cover three is, fire zone blitz or MEB blitz, or if I say you know, uh, in cover two, the corners have to stay in the flat area. You know, they're right. squatting down. I could you know I, I had to learn how not to talk like that so people could understand what I was talking about. Right, right. And you know how I did it. First, I was working on NFL films, and I was you know talking with Jaws and Sterling Sharp and they you know and Baldy and those guys. They they told me, hey man, nobody really understands what you're saying. You got you know really. Stop and, and and understand these guys don't have football, the football knowledge that you have. Right. You have to, you know, get them. You're trying to you're trying to coach them. You're trying to teach them as a, like a teacher to learn that stuff. So now, you know, they can understand what you're talking about. So I started doing that. But what really put me in a great place and trying to explain stuff to people is I was in a truck at, um, at ESPN and I was a content producer for them. I used to do doing, uh, doing college uh, games, doing college their, football yeah. games. And I'm working with Todd uh, Blackledge. Right. Now, right. Todd Blackledge, I had a direct link to him. He's pretty good. During, he's great. Yeah, he's pretty good. So I had a direct link to him during the game. And when I'd see stuff, he'd tell me, just get in his ear. It doesn't matter what he's doing. He can listen to me and talk at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd be in there. That's and a I might skill. Be, That's a it's, skill. It's, it's definitely. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm writing up this play, but I, I see what they're doing. I see what this college is doing. Um, it was actually an Oregon game against – Arizona, you know, they had that Chip Kelly speed and right. you know, so, I mean, those Rodriguez, they, they run a plays play, play, reckon, play. Right. You don't even have a time in between the plays to really analyze exactly. what they did. Yeah. So he was having me talk to him and say, All right, look, they're trying they're running cover three right now, but instead of buzzing that linebacker out into the flats, they're making that corner sit down or flat. And I'm telling him that, and he's talking, and he said, Yeah, well, if you look, they're running cover three. Now Usually you would have a linebacker to be out there sitting down. You know, he kind of had to buzz out there. But they're not doing that. They're squ- And I'm like, how is he doing this? Right, right. I'm talking to him, and as I'm talking to him. He's saying something else, and then as soon as right thereafter, he repeats back what you just told him. Harry, how the hell do you do that? It's hard. How do it's, you do that? It's hard. Yeah, when it's I hear, hard. You know, when I'm on my studio shows and I hear, you know, it took me a while not to answer the uh, Mikey you know, the producer. Yeah, Mikey Mulls. Mikey Mulls be sitting there. Yeah, well, what about this? And I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? And I'm you, thinking about, I can't say that because I'm on air. Right. I can't, you ask can't that answer question. him. Right. At times, I know it happens to Ray because Ray will answer him. Oh, he but will. He stop asking. Yeah. If he asks Ray a question while we're uh-huh. on air, he will answer that question while we're on air, whether he's hot or the mic is hot or not. Whether the show is going on or not, you know what I'm saying? So he knows not to talk to uh, Ray, but he he talks to me like that now that he understands I, I, I won't say exactly – I won't answer the question right there. That's there. phenomenal. But Todd was unbelievable at wow. taking what I was saying 
I like, oh, you know, they run a counter trade, just like what the Hogs did. You know, right. no, I was saying, the I was saying oh, they're running counter trade. They're dude blocking the front side, and they're pulling the backside guard tackle and that tight end around, right end. and they're Clint blocking Didier. back on the yeah. Here comes Clint Didier. Yeah, there you go. Or so Donnie I'm Warren. That, right? <laughs> and I'm telling him that, right? And he would say, you know, after I say they're running that counter trade and they're pulling everybody, I'm telling him who they are pulling. They say, yeah, this is just like back in the day with the old Redskins, and you know, I mean. And he's adding stuff, and I'm, it was amazing, man, wow. how he was able to do that, man. That's one of the smartest guys I know as far as talking football and putting it to layman's terms. Right. Now, I just sent uh, Xander uh, the the Cooper Cup. I don't know if he got it, but I sent it to him. It, it's it's worth hearing because – Real question. Yeah, uh, it's, it's great. I mean, he's, you know, he's you know, rattling it off, man. I, I, I speak that fluently so you guys understand. I speak, I speak it fluently. Right. Here we go. <laughs> Decipher this. Touchdown specifically, your defender went and blitzed. What did you see there? How were you able to, to use that to your advantage? Yeah, they said a little three-deep fire zone, brought the nickel off the edge, safety dropped down. Uh, it didn't look like they were doing a replacement fire zone, so I knew at the back away we were going to get three pushing through. Um, I had an opportunity to kind of run in there if I could beat my guy and just had to beat the safety to the end zone. For touchdown specifically, wow. your defender <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Exactly. You say fire zone. And once they brought that blitz, nobody replaced that blitz, so he was able to run through the outside. And the two receivers on the outside kind of stretched the defense, and that's why he was able to get it, you know, through he the He found an open area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like somebody speaking Spanish. I, I don't know Spanish, so I'll be like, huh? What? Well, just like that. I understood what he was talking about, but, you know, putting that into layman's terms, that is crazy, man. But, you know, that's that's what football is, man. Like, all these plays. Yeah. Like, the worst person to call plays was um, John Gruden. Oh, yeah? He had, man, it was like a dissertation. Every play was like a, a, a paragraph long. Okay. Every time. I don't see how quarterbacks were able to decipher that. Right. Because all I had to listen to is like 322, like we go 322 Y-stick nod. X or whatever, you know, say the routes and everything on the outside. Mm-hmm. All I needed to hear was 322, what was the blocking scheme, and 322 meant it was a um, it was a three-step drop. 22 was the protection, Okay, you know, and at 22 means that we only have one back that's going to be in. He might blitz if the, if the sandbacker came, and why stick nod was the tight end. The tight end was going to run a stick nod route. Mm-hmm. All I needed to know was that part of the information. But it was a bunch of dissertation after that, a bunch of stuff after that, that they were telling the receivers where to line up and what to do also. Right. I didn't have to get into all that. Right. So you but just I was tune just that here, out. Yeah. yeah right. So I could focus just on, you know, the beginning of it. And then at the end, he'll say the snap count. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's tough, man. It's tough you know, for a quarterback to go in a system like that because he has to know the protection, notice the three-step drop, know the primary route was the first uh, route that they talk about. Then the rest of that, you know, just in case, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't work, he knows where other receivers are going to be at. And those receivers out there got to know what the hot route is from the route that I that he just said, the 322. Right. He could just say 22 wide stick now. That means it's going to be a five to seven step drop. It's not a three step drop. And, you know, all that stuff is. is oh, is, so they don't call it 522 and 722. It's no, just, just either three or just 22. Yep. You know, okay. So okay. Three, 322, if it's 322, that means it's going to three step drop. Then you have 22. Means it's gonna be run running back. It's gonna stay in and, and check the blitz, and then he's gonna get out on the route. Uh, you got you know twenty five is 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 two backs staying in, and then they're gonna get out. If it's three twenty five, is you know it's a three step drop. You got to cut them, and the backs are gonna stay in. Um, you got wow. Fox two misses. It's gonna be a slide protections. You know, it was so much stuff. That's that, that West Coast stuff, man. Yep. It's a lo- there's a lot of verbiage, right? Too much verbiage, man. Yeah. Too much. Verbiage. Yeah. A lot of quarterbacks aren't successful. That, that's why. I, Randall Cunningham just couldn't get the offense. Mm-hmm. It was too much stuff for him to to really sit back and 
and internalize and, and read the defense and all that type of stuff, man. So he just decided, look, I'm gonna go out there and freestyle. If you open, I'm gonna get the ball to you. Right. right. Period. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you all can't right. do that. Now let's get to this um stuff from uh Cilio's show yesterday. How about that? He gets his old coach on, Jimmy Johnson. And apparently uh they were talking about, of course, you know, the quarterback situation here in Philadelphia. Listen to what Jimmy Johnson had to say about Gardner Minshew game this week for them just to go ahead and name Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback does that tell you that they're looking more at today or do you think they're still looking at the evaluation process for the future of the Eagles yeah I I think they've got to be looking uh but you know with your starting quarterback you want to go ahead and you know be all in on him you know you say hey Jalen Hurts is our guy uh you don't want to be wishy-washy about it and, and really mess up his confidence. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it was important for them to say Jalen Hurts is our guy. But but by the same token, you know, I, I think they need to be looking. Or Minshew might be their guy. Minshew might be their guy. Wow. Does he really believe that? He can't believe that. I, I, I mean, can't believe it. I mean, after I, one game against the Jets? <laughs> right. <laughs> If he was that guy, he wouldn't be here right now. He'd still be in Jacksonville, um, at least competing for a job with Lawrence, if he was that guy. Well, I, I, I don't see him as that guy. Yeah, I mean, I you know, hey, I, I don't see him as our guy. Right. I mean, he could start somewhere in the league. I'm, you know, he's he's done that. He can start for, you know, a Detroit or a team that's going nowhere. I want to win a Super Bowl, and I don't see Gardner Minshew being a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't see Garner Minshew. <clears throat> Honestly, you know, I mean, nothing against Garner Minshew. Um, he's fun. Person. He's you fun. Know, yeah, he's his, fun. His, yeah, his whole, you know, his whole personality and everything is great. But when I look at a starting quarterback, I don't know if I can necessarily see him as this starter. And that's and that's and I, and I shouldn't I shouldn't be like that because I can remember getting pigeonholed into being a backup. Mm-hmm. I was a guy that was functional. I come in. I could you know I could star for three games but they didn't see right. me as a full term a full-time uh starter i could come in and, and, and spot star for people i could right. definitely come in and play during the game if somebody gets hurt once you get labeled that it's hard to right. get that label off you and i think garner mentioned is his has slid his way into being that type of guy hurts isn't at that point right now hurts is still in a in a in a position where he could still be labeled a starter and still be a starter just as long as they, you know, they they still allow him to right. go out there and he, learn. Because he's younger in the play. league than Minshew, we've seen exactly. more of a Minshew's track been, what, three record years? of Minshew. Exactly, yeah, at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, and yeah, and I'm going to credit Mike Gill. We're going to have on at 12:30 because he put this other name to it, and I think it's perfect. Minshew could end up being the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, you yes. know what I mean. Who's a guy yes. that's going to be well traveled throughout the league get his chance to start, you know, because of injuries or maybe a bridge quarterback situation. And he's be adequate enough, but he's not a guy like I would never say that Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he's fun, you know, and, and he's functional, but he's never struck me as a guy that's ever going to win a Super Bowl. Great, great analogy, because I think he's better than a Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels yes. is a backup. Right. right. Ryan Fitzpatrick right. is a starter. He's just not a he's a he's what we call him, he's like a bridge builder. The bridge starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, yeah. bridges 
the next starter in. He'll be that stopgap guy that you can still win games with, but he won't be the quarterback that will lead your um, your franchise into the future. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect analogy of yeah. what you see. Gar- I see Gardner Mitchell the same exact way. He's yeah. definitely a guy that can come in and start. Right. Winning a whole lot of games, but is he the long-term solution? I can't see him as a long-term solution. Right. But I'll say this, Hurts, it's still, in my eyes, a guy that can probably get better and get good enough that he could be a starter. He could be like a Trent Dilfer mm. or 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 like a Brad Johnson. Right. But are, a are starter you, in the league. You, you're talking about Hurts now. Yes, Hurts. But in this day and age, right now, let, let's not go back to 2002 and 2000 or whenever those guys won their Super Bowls. Do you think – I don't think that Brad John, – do you think Brad Johnson could win a Super Bowl today, that kind of quarterback in this NFL? Not in this NFL. No. That's what I mean. Yeah. No. But I, I, I I'm, I'm saying that's – I'm comparing him. Now, his skill set, Hurts' skill set as a quarterback fits what they're doing these days. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say he has a better chance of being a starter than a Garner Minshew. Right. Everybody wants a guy like Fields. Everybody wants a guy that can run around. You know, even the Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, those guys can run around. They're athletes, athletic enough, but they can still push the ball down the field. Right. Everybody wants a guy like, you know, the kid they have up in with the Buffalo. Man, I really think Buffalo could have won the game if he used him more than just a pocket passer. They used him in the system that the Eagles have. Mm-hmm. He would be great. He'd be great because he could, you know, he could run the ball. He's a big kid. You know what I'm saying? He's a big guy that can run. Put him in that same situation in this offense, they would they they probably wouldn't have lost the game. And that's how mm-hmm. that's how good he could be in this system. Interesting. Running the rock consistently. Man. You like that idea. I'm, I'm I get giddy thinking about it, bro. <laughs> I do, man. <laughs> I mean, you but know, getting back to the college stuff, like, you know, like what Jalen was in college and what a lot of guys are in college, those college coaches aren't necessarily there to develop you as a pro quarterback. They're there to win games. So they're not going to necessarily, you know, take a guy like a Jalen Hurts as a freshman and a sophomore and try to make him a pro. They're going to try to say, hey, how can this guy win me 11 games? Absolutely. And, you know that, I mean? and, that, and there lies the problem. Right. You know, you, you and I get sleep. that. I understand why. I mean, it's not necessarily we call it a developmental league for the pros because it, it is. But it's not like they're there to say, I'm going to try to turn every quarterback that I have into what will be successful at the NFL. I want right. to see how can he beat, you know, so and so this Saturday. Well, exactly. And, yeah. and, and it's it's almost it's almost really bad when you look at a quarterback from for Alabama because the, the quality of athletes that he has around him oh. won't necessarily tune him into being a great quarterback because they have greater players than everybody else in the league. Right. So right. their better players are going to get open a lot faster, a lot better. And you can say than Ohio State too. I mean, right. Ohio, exactly. Ohio State NFL receivers. I mean, exactly. and same with Alabama. So how much are you learning from a, um, a, looking at what the defense is giving you? Deal when you have a two receivers that one runs a four three and one one runs a four four, and you got safeties and and and, and DBs back there that run like four fives. Right, right. Yeah, but it's just not fair. They're going to be wide open all the time. <laughs> and you look at Hertz. Hertz had 
CD Lamb back there. Come right. on, man. CD Lamb is going to be open. He's open now in the uh, NFL yeah. <laughs> with, with the league's greatest, and he's still open. Can you imagine hey. in college? Hey, everybody's open in the Big 12. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right, I'm man. I'm partially being sarcastic, but right. I know, really. I know. But, shoot, <laughs> what defense? I mean, I can still picture CD Lamb just running. All you see is green turf right. next to him. I mean, there's nobody there. So who is he reading? Who is Hurts reading? Right. He's not reading anything. Right. You know, he may read to his kids at night, but no, he's not reading defenses. Mm-hmm. And 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 people get all oh, he doesn't know how to read defense. You got to teach him. Right. He's learning now how to read defenses. Right. He never had to learn in Alabama. Right. He had like three or four guys that run four twos and four three forties. Now he's at this level. Now they're teaching him. All right, you look here. Watch this safety right here. If this safety walks over two steps, it changes the whole play. Right. People understand when he says a game to a inches, different landmark on the field means something different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'll give you an, an instance. As an offensive lineman, when you're when you're at the line of scrimmage, and you look at the defense, and you see the linebacker lined up, and he's two steps over one way, it can mean a lot of things. If he's two steps over to me, they're going to run a um, they're going to run a blitz on the on the on that side that he's at. They might run an MEB blitz. You know what I'm saying? A Mike Sam and in they might blitz on that side, or he might be moving over so he could check. And get out and could buzz on the flats, or you know, if, cover if, if a that, receiver, cover, cover a receiver, running back yeah. in the flat, yeah, exactly. Or if it's a three technique that lines up and head up on you, that totally changed the blocking scheme on how you can run the blocking scheme. Don't let them move to a one technique at the beginning of the play, that really turns and it turns to a whole different play. Maybe he's so gonna just stunt or things, something, yeah. yeah, yeah, little things you know change how the people run plays and. People understand, man, Jalen Hurts has a lot of learning to do because he didn't learn it in college. Right. But he, he does have the mental capacity to do it. He can become a better pre-snap reader well, just by going out and doing it. And here's the other thing. Uh, he has a work ethic. Oh, that's exactly. The, that's the other thing that you got to like He's about a coach's him. son, okay. so you know he's yeah. going to work his ass off. Right, right. Guys, right, I, got, like, I got Barrett all geeked up here in the first half hour. Man, show, you, man. I, you, were, you were fired up. You know what it was? It was that fire zone stuff. Right. That got you all fired up. <laughs> Thanks to Cooper Cup. I don't know if you knew Michelle Murray for the, uh, for NBC back when you know she first hired me. She said, "Right, you have to understand that me as a football fan of the Eagles, mm-hmm. I don't know what a fire zone blitz is. Uh-huh. So when you say it, you're just talking and saying nothing to me. You got to explain to me, like, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't. Right. I'm thinking to myself, wow, you're right. She's you're right. right. She was right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I had to learn how to do it, man. Mm-hmm. So, but, well, you yeah. have. There's no question about <laughs> it. All right, let's take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more. Don't forget, we got Mertidis coming up at noon, and we got Mike Gill at 1230. Lots to do here on the middle, right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Smash that like button back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, 
this and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Ah, the stream is arguing amongst themselves today, Barrett. It has been just nonstop. (laughs) It started yesterday. I know. Started yesterday. It is it's, it's, it's it, going to mint you and then hurts and then going yep. back and forth with it. It takes it takes on a life of its own. It's almost like like whatever we say doesn't really matter. They're just right, having right, their right. own discussion over here. Right. It's don't, amazing. Don't, don't bother us. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst us. yourself. Right, Talk right. Amongst yourself. Yeah, yeah, Rager sucks. Yeah, right. Where'd that come from? <laughs> ah, da, da. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it would figure that we get the the big 12 receiver <laughs> that either can't get open or doesn't catch right. the ball when it's thrown to him right oh right. my goodness you know who the other guy was uh, is like that is that guy uh last week for the jets remember mims oh yeah yeah remember they were mims. they were having all kinds of you know uh fantasies that he was going to be this star receiver he's done nothing in the pros thus far well you know I'm, it kind of it kind of looked like that, anyways, because he was even though I mean, look at his size. He's like six foot five, six foot four, yeah, two hundred twenty pounds. But he really didn't dominate the Big Twelve like he should have, right? You know what I mean? It, it seems like he was just a little soft to me when I watched film on him. Mm-hmm. You know, he let you know he let DBs reroute him and you know press him and all that stuff. And for being a I mean, big guy, that's when you're that big, yeah. yeah. When that big, yeah. you know, there's nothing to stop. If I wanted to get, if I wanted to run to a spot. There shouldn't be anything stopping me from going to that spot. Right. I should get to that spot 
with his size, speed, ability, he ran like a four three. With yeah, that size, crazy. it does uh, done nothing. All right, now did you see or did you hear? Uh, we it's funny both these guys are ex Cowboys. We talked. Uh, we we heard Jimmy Johnson talking about. You know, maybe that maybe they have, uh, you know, what they have in Minshew. Maybe maybe that's uh, uh, something worth going forward with. I don't I don't agree with him. I think he's just sort of throwing things out there. But did you hear what Keyshawn Johnson had to say? No. Ab- about the quarterback controversy here in Philadelphia. Of course, he's on that ESPN and morning radio show. KJM, they call it. Right, right, right. Um, and he was talking about Minshew. Uh, he says, quote, what I would say about Philadelphia is the backup quarterback is always the favorite in Philadelphia. I can go back as far as I remember from my time just playing in the league alone, whether it's Coy Detmer, Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick, or Nick Foles, whether it's Jeff Garcia. I can just go on and on and on about the backup quarterbacks in Philadelphia. They have this. I don't know this lust for a backup quarterback. <laughs> One of two. One or two wins, quote, get him out, sports talk radio early in the morning. Get him out. Like, man, just let Jalen Hurts continue to develop. Gardner Minshew was not brought there to challenge Hurts as the starting quarterback. Stop it. Keyshawn, I love it. Wow. I'm, I think the same thing, man. I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, that's my, probably one of the first time I've, I've, uh, I've agreed with Keyshawn. Is so that I'm, right? I'm, yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, and and, and I think that's that's what – that's what I'm really trying to get to. That's mm-hmm. what I'm really trying to, you know, let people see. It's, you got to give this kid a chance to at least mature a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You heard what Doug said when we got the Doug stuff. Well, Doug said, you know, it takes quarterbacks three years for you to really identify who they are and what they can do, right. what their capabilities are. You know, and, and you know, who was the backup quarterback last year? Who was for the quarterback? The, for the year? Eagles? Yes, they came in. They came in when um when Hertz at the uh, the Hertz last was game. the backup. Or oh, oh, no. no, you're talking about um what's his name from Indiana University of Indiana? Su- 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 what, what yeah, Suds, uh, Suds. Suds. I call yeah, him Sudfeld. 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 Yeah. Well, you look at Sudfeld. Sudfeld was here for three and a half years, right? And he he it defined who he was. You saw who he was. Right. Give this kid a chance to do the same thing. Well, nobody expected anything some... of Sudfeld, though. I mean, he, there's certain guys that you just know are third stringers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Sudfeld will probably have a, you know collect a check for a bunch more. I think it was he in, in San Francisco now. He was, but they just they cut him. Oh, they back. cut him too. We, yeah. You know, he'll probably get signed again and you know bounce around and you know it, it was sort of like Heineke. And now all of a sudden Heineke's found a spot where he's he's sort of having a Fitz Magic kind of year. And that's Heineke gonna is probably going to be a Minshew-esque type player, too, yes, for the rest of his career. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Very functional starter. Can come right. in and start a couple of games for you. But as far as leading the franchise throughout the year, I, I, I don't know if they would allow him to do that. Right. Now, I think they will allow Hurts to be that guy. And, 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 and if, you, if you continue to, to teach him, and he's going to learn. Mm-hmm. What you teach him, he's going to learn. He'll understand how to, you know, be that quarterback. If he sees a blitz, he'll be able to react to the blitz, check to a play. He'll do all those things. Right. One thing I think that he, you know, like you said, he has to work on is his accuracy. But accuracy mm-hmm. comes when you know where the ball is supposed to go, especially in a pre-snap. 
You know what I mean? If you know yeah. where the ball is supposed to go, I believe he can get it there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But you have to learn first the dynamics of how the offense is run and where somebody's going to be at. That's one of you know the better things I see better quarterbacks do. They always know where the ball is supposed to go and they'll get it there. Mm-hmm. Um, this last game uh, I did for my baritone, you could tell that the Eagles made a a, a, a definite um, – they, they definitely wanted to get – Sanders the ball, then not just running the ball, right. but also in the pass. Right. So they game planned him to be open a lot of the time. That's why you saw so many like like screen they, passes, kind screen of thing. passes. Yeah. Why didn't um, they do that with Hurts? Well, I don't know because the know. screen game was something that the Eagles have always been known for. They, exactly. you know, very effective screen team. You go back exactly. running back. You know, you could go back through the list of of really good running backs that we've had here. A large part of what they also did was catching the ball out of the backfield and making big plays in the screen game. Well, you got to screen games are run when you think the defense is trying to rush the passers because they think you're going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. The Eagles ain't throwing the ball. They weren't going to throw the <laughs> well, ball. Well, they were trying the first six or seven games, and you still right, didn't see right. much screen work there. Right, and they, they didn't did. call a lot of screens. Right. But if you look at it with with um, with Sanders, they ran plays to really open him up and, and get him one-on-one against safeties and linebackers. Mm-hmm. I broke down a play where they started out – they were 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end. They started out, you know, two by two, two receivers on one side, a receiver and a tight end on the other side. And on the um, left-hand side, they left Smith there, but then they um, they took Watson and, and had him motion across the um, across the the, uh, the formation. When he motioned across, everybody slid over from the Jets. As they slid over, you could tell they wanted to run stop right around stop right with Goddard. They ran a comeback with um, Rager, and on the outside they ran a little nine route with the, with um, with Watkins. Mm-hmm. And then Smith on the other side, he'd come up and he runs a stop route. It was kind of a semi type of pick, but it wasn't a pick, but it's a stop route. So the safety and the linebacker could see and look at him and have their focus on him. And then all Sanders did was run a little wheel route out of the backfield. He was wide open to get the first down. Mm-hmm. That's game planning to get Sanders as the primary on that wide open to get the first down. Huh. When you do stuff like that because you want to get him because they feel as though he's a weapon. They should have been doing that, you know, trying to get the ball to him. And they just, I mean, I guess they thought that uh, Minshew can do it and say, and, and and Hurst couldn't. But those mm. are the type of things you do to get guys open, just like they made a point to get um, Goddard the ball. You know, on, on the first touchdown that he had, it was a great, great call because they motioned him across the formation. He started on one side, went to the other side, and the route that he run was he ran up the seam and cut it over. It's like, almost like a post flag. And when he ran over, he was he was wide open because he had a linebacker one-on-one, C.J. Mosley, one-on-one with him. And he ran a great route because he was able mm-hmm. to get over the top of him, not run across his face, but he got on the top and ran the back of him. By that time, it was over. The ball was in the air. So those are things you could do to, to open up the offense, but I don't even want to do that stuff. Yeah. I want to just run the ball. You know what I'm saying? I want to <laughs> pull, pull a Patriot so bad. Well, yeah, right for three times. Is that what <laughs> yeah. you want? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. You know, Keyshawn's kind of spot on about the obsession with backup quarterbacks in this town. It goes Absolutely. back a long way. But isn't it kind of ironic that the backup quarterback eventually won the Super Bowl for this yeah. town? I mean, how <laughs> how whacked is that? How you appropriate know? was that? It was meant to be the backup no quarterback. To do no it. question. 
And it's been like that since I've since I've been a part of the organization too. When I got drafted here, right. we had Randall Cunningham, one of the you know ultimate weapons, and the backup quarterback was uh what's his name um Rodney Pete. Same thing. Oh yeah. Oh look at this. What? Luke Stansfield at Luke underscore Stans NFL says since 2060 Eagles are 40 and 18 in games where the backup has started. Wow. No wonder. <laughs> I mean, think about that winning percentage. Hey, 40 out of 58 games. What they Super Bowl with the game. Exactly. What the game. Oh, man. In that 40. I didn't know that. That's great stuff. That's ridiculous, man. I might need to follow this guy. This Luke right. Stan. Who is this guy again? <laughs> Luke Stan? Luke Stan in the Comes up with some good stuff. Let's and see. That's only appropriate, man. Here. Because, but. You gotta look at this town. This is this isn't like necessarily the, the the town that people really look at as far as you know, we 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 wear our hard hat to work. You know what I'm saying? We're blue collar people, we wear our hard hat to work. We go out there, we try to earn our honest dollar, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, we feel as though we invest in the Philadelphia Eagles. When we go buy tickets, we feel like we're paying the those players' salary. And I got it when I first got here. I got that as soon as I got here. That's one of the first <laughs> things that I learned. That the local guy over there buying a cheesesteak, mm-hmm. he feels as though he's paying my salary. And right. he's not afraid to let me know that he's paying my salary. Hell, if I didn't, if I didn't buy these tickets up to 700 level, you wouldn't get paid today. <laughs> you could, you could, you could feel that, you know what I'm saying, in the air when you're when you're around these people. You know, right. so us as fans, when we when we watch this game. We feel as though we're totally invested in it because we pay their salaries. So we want a good product, man, and that's what it is, bro. So when we want the underdog, we right. love Rocky. You know what I'm saying? Nah, Those are all things. I don't. <laughs> You're the, you might be the only I'm person. Out on Rocky. Only all this person. Rocky stuff. We need to, we need to retire that. Right. Colin Berger actually did the math. It's 68.9% win percentage. <laughs> 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 and Jeff... Says that settles it. Start Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Right, That's all right, I right. need to see. Oh my god. Oh, now did you see the the uh, this whole Ben Simmons thing? Um, did you see yesterday? I was I wanted to get to this yesterday, but I didn't. It was uh, over the weekend, I believe. The, the whole Damian Lillard wanting Ben Simmons, wanting to play with Ben Simmons, and that after. Uh, in that uh, not Bleacher Report, it was the Athletic. Okay, remember we talked about that briefly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Ben Simmons on his Instagram liked the post from Bleacher Report that described, you know, described that Athletic post. So he saw it and liked it. People pay attention to this stuff. No question. Like what these guys do on their social media. So that gets everybody talking even more like, oh, Ben's down with it. He wants to play with Damian Lillard in in Portland. So everybody starts putting the trade machine together, as did I. And you come up with C.J. McCollum and, you know, uh, Little uh, or this other uh, backup point guard. I think it's Simons or Simmons. I forget. his. He came out of high straight out of high school. Uh, pretty talented player and maybe some first round picks. And we're like, there's the deal. Let's go, Daryl Moy. Let's let's do the deal. But now CJ McCollum, did you see what happened to him in the in the game against Boston the no. other night? He apparently got he must have gotten a shot in the ribs 
and he has a collapsed lung. What? Yes, I saw this last night on Twitter, all over the oh. place. He has a pneumothorax, which is the fancy medical term for a collapsed lung. Oh, Wouldn't that on, figure? Man. Come on, man! I hate to do you it can't too. make this up. Right? How does that happen? You know, Seriously. I mean, he's one of our guys. You know, didn't he go to Lehigh or something? Yes, he did. He did. See, he come on, Lehigh. man! You know, Philly area guy. You know, at least went to school in the Philly area, man. Damn it! Yeah. I hate to do it to him, man. Now you know, I'll now, still take him though. I, well, I would too, but I, I read a, a piece in the Philly Voice from our buddy uh, Kyle Newbeck that kind of dispelled the C.J. McCollum thing for the Sixers. And he went into a very – it's very detailed, it's very long, but it's really well thought out, and it, it's pretty good. Like, he's he's saying that Moray is, it will not be interested because of X, Y, and Z, and he goes through, you know, all these different reasons that he's shooting higher than C.J. McCollum. And December 15th is right around the corner. That's a, a very important date on the Why NBA calendar because the majority of free agents that were acquired in this past offseason are then eligible to be traded by the teams that acquired them. Not everyone, but the majority of them, mm-hmm. depending on different things in their contracts. So that's going to open up the idea of more places where maybe they could make a deal and and get it back a, a good player or a better player than even a CJ McCollum. Right, right. So oh, the okay. thought process is is that nothing's <clears throat> going to happen until you know possibly December 15th which would open up more possible avenues. deals and avenues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It makes sense to me, right? Yeah, you're right. Well, I can't wait. That's next week. Yeah, I know. That's next that's next Wednesday. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's mark that on the calendar. Yeah. Oh, Come on, 91 LSXers. What did he say? It's not platitudes, man. I'm telling you. I I I lived it. I was we're talking about uh we're just talking about the uh what the backup the lunch pail and, and, and oh yeah. oh the blue yeah. collar thing. Yeah, yeah. You gotta understand well, this, man. When when you were there, I mean that's you know a little while ago now. I agree it was more, but I, nowadays I don't know that we're as blue collar as everybody likes to make us out to be. Well in 2021. All I know is back then. I, yeah. I told, did I tell you the story about when um I, I took my family to this um this um restaurant around the corner right around the corner yeah. from the stadium? No, you didn't. No. Oh man. So listen, dude, this 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 is as Philly as Philly gets. It wasn't Villa de Roma where I was last night. No. Oh. <laughs> That's a blue no. collar place with well, fantastic food. We'll put it like this. It was right there on Oregon Street, man. So okay, I, Oregon. You know, yeah. I, I go, I eat there like around you know, here, that's Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Oregon <laughs> Avenue. Okay. Right. So I go to the restaurant. You know, first night we get there, the food is amazing. My kids loved it, man. They mm-hmm. you know I mean loved it. Great people there. You know what I mean? It's you know, you know, great Italian family. They, you know, they I mean they, the food was amazing, man. I had this um I, you know, yeah, that's when I first heard was gravy. I was like, you know, I didn't I never knew about gravy. I'm from St. Louis, man. We we call spaghetti sauce spaghetti sauce. Right. But they had this ragu. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I had, you know, this um, this this seafood dish with with they said red gravy. I'm like, right, red gravy. All right, well, I'm, I'm gonna get it anyway. Great, amazing food. So we go back the next week, and we lost to Dallas that week. And I walk in, I sit my family down, and all of a sudden, the older woman that was treating us all good before. Was cussing me out in um 
in Italian. And I, and I know right. she was cussing me out because some of the words sound like American words, bro. Okay. So she was cussing me out. I'm like, what is going on? You know, she's right. cussing on my kids. And I'm like, why is she cussing in front of my kids? And, you know, I'm like, oh, what's going on? She just cut I me. Mean, she is really getting at me, cussing right. me out. So her son comes out and grabs her and, and escorts her back. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? I don't know what happened. I just sat down. What the hell just happened? He comes, he said, man, I apologize, man. In fact, you know, dinner's on me, you know, yada, uh-huh. yada, yeah. I said, I said, what, what, first of all, bro, what did I do, man? It's all, man, it's not you, man. I said, well, what, what was going on? Well, you lost to Dallas. Um, you lost to Dallas yesterday. And right. my, my, um, my mother had like 15 grand on the game. She lost 15 grand on the game because you lost. I'm like, ain't that oh, about nothing? Goodness. She's cussing me out because she lost 15 grand on the game, but she bet that we were going to beat Dallas. So she was cussing me out over that, bro. Wow. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, talk about blue collar. That's that's what you call blue collar. Even the grandmothers and mothers are betting 15 grand on football games, especially against Dallas. Wow. That's as blue collar as it gets, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, that I, I I agree with you with that. There's no so no I've doubt lived about it. it. I've lived it. It's not a plateau. I've lived it. Uh, I'm looking up Italian curse words. You're right. <laughs> Vafanculo. Does that sound like an Italian curse word? All of that. She was saying uh, all of that. Porcia putana. Murder. Uh, <laughs> well, I'd love to get a video of some older woman cursing in Italian and play. Oh, man, it was crazy. Yeah. Bro. I'm looking at her like, wow, what, what is going on? That's hilarious. Yeah, last night we went out, to, uh, me and a buddy went out to dinner down in South Philly, and he gave me the whole tour. He grew up right there on Ninth Street. And yep. we're walking up and down the street, and he's pointing out, you know, what this used to be and what this used to be. There must have been 29 butcher shops in a three-block a three block area. He goes, that yeah, used to be a butcher shop. That's my, nice old man, my old man's butcher shop used to be right there. It was. I'm like, Jesus, did the whole world come here for meat? Bro. Bro, I, I unbelievable. I go Ninth Street to go get my um my meats, bro. Uh huh. That's where I, there's a bunch of them down there. In fact, I got in a fight down there. You did? Yeah, right on Washington Avenue. It's right there, Ninth in Washington. Yeah, that's where I parked. I got in a fight with the people there. Yeah, yeah. I got in a fight. My um uh, my wife's aunt. Okay. She was there, and she was. It was. It, it wasn't the butcher. It was the butcher. But there was like fruit there and stuff too, and, and yeah, there's fruit markets there. Yeah, sure, right. Sure. So I'm sitting there, you know, and I turn around and I see uh, the woman that owns the place. It's like pushing my 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 arm, like, "Yo, what's going on? Yo, what's going on?" So I haven't said anything to the lady. I'm talking to my aunt, and as I'm saying that, one of her sons jumps over the thing and swings at me. <laughs> at he you. swings at me. Yes, yeah. he swings at me, and then. Yeah. then how they big were was this little guy? Guys. They were about my size. Oh, they were big guys. Okay. But I was in shape. I was in shape then. I was, I was, I was, you know, it's like my fifth year in the league. So I'm I'm physically fit. I'm ready, man. So he swung me. I missed him. I pop, pop, knocked him out. And the other brother came out. I kicked him in his chest. And then the police <laughs> came and they arrest me. Of course. I'm like, oh, how are you arresting me? They just jumped me. <laughs> they always get the second guy. <laughs> right. I'm like, come on, man. They started it. You know what I'm saying? Right. right he right. swung at me. I knocked him out. The other guy right. comes swing him. I give him a little what bit too. What are you too. supposed to do? You're defending yourself. Ah, da, da. You know, yeah. nothing came of it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to sue them or anything, or you know, and they weren't trying to sue me. I'm like, but yo, you know, 
it's 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 deep down there, man. You, wow. I gotta watch myself when I go down there, bro. It's you know, it's, it's mafia ties and everything, man. I don't like to mess with them people, though. Th- this place was at Ninth and Carpenter, so it's like a block or so north right. of there. You know, uh-huh. great uh-huh. stuff, man. Really good. Yeah, but that's why I, I used to get all my meat from down there, man. I mean, mm-hmm. got a great selection. Mm-hmm. Go get some oxtails from down there. I mean, right. everything. Get everything from down there, man. Chicken wings. Mm-hmm. I need to go down and get some chicken wings because you can't find chicken wings anywhere right now. Is that right? Well, oh, that's, man, a, that's a supply like, chain issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're an endangered species now. Right. Just the chicken wing. Not the rest of the chicken. You can get no. eyes anywhere you want to go, but just the wings. Right. Come on, man. This is they're, part of the same They're animal. all in a cargo ship uh, off the coast of Los Angeles right now. <laughs> Uh, and you're not getting anything for Christmas either because of that. It's all right. over there, okay? <laughs> so just forget about it. Now, your White Castle, though, the Penguin AZ says, what about no White Castle? It would be a definite problem. Then, that would right? be an issue. Oh, it would be, yeah. be a serious issue. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a short time out. And uh, we got Jason Martinez scheduled to join us next. Uh, obviously, we started our little podcast. It's not little. It's a podcast yesterday. And we got flyer stuff to discuss. And then we got Mike Gill at 12.30. You ready for that? I don't know, man. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if I'm ready for Martinez. No. Yeah, well, yeah, I can guarantee you, you're not ready for him. Back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 
or visit us online at MessaLaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back. Second hour of the middle coming up. A couple of guests joining the show. Good first hour discussion on some football and some Ben Simmons and uh, Barrett getting in fights in South Philadelphia. That was a good hour. <laughs> yeah. Now, Adam's exploits on the stream says that uh, he was in the wine and liquor business. Chicken wing prices go up and down depending on the season. Super Bowl time, the prices are insane. Well, they don't even have them now. Like I, I went into, um, I went to Walmart. I went mm-hmm. to uh, Shoprite, and I went to the Acme, and nobody has any. Well, J- AJB says you got to get a Restaurant Depot card. They have them there. I got one. You do? I'm going? Yes, I'm well, gonna go. You got to yes, go I'm over going. there this afternoon. Restaurant look at look Depot. who joined us here. Look at he's got the uh, <laughs> he's got the hat. On. What what hat is that? Oh, CCM hat, of course. CCM. I thought here. Premier, yeah. I, I, yeah. I would think you would have been looking disheveled right now. You don't have a coat. Well, you don't have a real coach yet. You know, the guys aren't doing so well right now. I would think you'd be going nuts right now, man. No, well, first, let me address that. I mean, CCM Premier, that's the pillows that I wear. The CCM Premier. Oh, the line. pads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pad. That's pads, goalie pads. <laughs> yeah, they call pillows. them pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I wear the Premier line. So I got a, I got a bunch. There's a whole, a whole bunch of them over there. Like, Oh, yeah? There's like 30 of them. I got brand new ones. Yeah. Wow. I bet you they stink too, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's brand new. They haven't been used. Oh, yet. brand new? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 brand yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he, it's he gets a brand all new this bucket. He, he gets all this stuff gratis too. <laughs> well, yeah. I have a yeah. deal. Huh? He doesn't, he doesn't, he's like sponsored by CCM. Yeah. Wow. I got a deal. Well, I got a CCM shirt, little zip up CCM hook. A little quarter here. zip. A little quarter zip. No, yeah. no, it's full zip. Uh, oh, full zip. Okay. Yeah, full zip. I have a quarter zip too. <laughs> But I opted for the full zip today. Right. Yeah. See what you started, man. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yesterday. Our, I'm going to send first... CCM a bill after this. You should. You should. <laughs> our first podcast dropped yesterday. And I have, an, I have an issue with you over this, too. Uh, because the the title of it is Ajis. Ah, it's because I, I typically say that to him when he brings yeah. up hockey. <laughs> um, but the hashtag, you went hashtag A-H- and then a space for G's. You got to put it all together. Yeah, yeah, I because it's that. coming up hashtag ah. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah, I screwed that up. Yeah, okay. I'm not the most social media savvy guy, Har. I look, I do what I can. All right, <laughs> right, right. I was brought up in the broadcast industry, not the right. hash. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ag industry. This, right, this right. Is, Maybe the hash this, industry at one point. Right. You should smoke your share your share of hash. I'm yeah, sure. A little liquid. Yeah. A little under the glass. Did you ever yeah. do that on the, oh, yeah. on the table? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barrett. We had John DeBella on yesterday as our first guest, man. There's a guy that, that we both really admire in in the business. It was yeah. great. It was great. I can only imagine. I can uh, only imagine, man. Oh my goodness. I can only imagine, bro. 91 L Sexers on the thing says. I, I thought it would have been OG, considering Matitas' <laughs> love for El Capitan. Yes. <laughs> Man, oh, that's an alternate title. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag OHG, capital G. <laughs> but you got to do it the way you just did. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> oh my! What yeah. is going on with him, man? Oh, dude! What are they? Is it nine in a row or eight in a row? I, I lose it's track. Nine. It's nine, nine in a row, knocking and, on double digits tonight against the Devils. <laughs> and six coaches in seven years—is that what we came to? Yeah, it's about well, if you count the interim, including coaches, interims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Gordon was an, an interim coach uh, mm-hmm. when he took over for Dave Haxtall, and then right now Mike Yo is the. Um, interim coach. Is that how you pronounce it? Yo, Y E O is yo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was listening right. to our buddy the camera the other day, and he's like, Mike Yow. Yeah. Like I'm like, come on, guys. It's Mike Yo. The guy's been a head coach in the league. Let's bone up a little here. Yo, yo, Bo. <laughs> so, if if they were an NFL team, okay, and they'd be like the Cleveland Browns years ago, going through coach or the Washington Redskins back in the day, going through coaches every year, every other year. We'd be totally trashing them are they is, do they get trashed in the national hockey media they don't, i don't know that they get trashed because the the going through coaches thing happens a lot in the nhl it does more so than yeah. other sports you're right yeah. but i'm just saying like the, uh, even teams that have success fire coaches but i'm just saying they haven't been successful and they're just going through coach after coach after coach and it's the same core group until this past offseason when well, they started not. to move some of the guys See, that that's a misnomer it's not the only two guys that have been here from the core group really are Giroux and Couturier everybody right. else has been turned over so well Voracek and then past offseason and who yeah. else did they get rid of um the ghost ghost yeah yeah I mean they moved on and Phil Myers who wasn't a, a core group guy because he was still young so same with Nolan Patrick but right I mean, the Nolan Patrick thing to really set them back, taking him number yeah. two overall and having him turn out to be just an absolute mutt. Now, where is he now? He's in Vegas. Is he doing anything in Vegas? No, or, no. barely even playing. Wow. Phil Myers has been healthy scratched. I mean, so you traded a couple bags of pucks to get Ryan Ellis. Now, he hasn't. he's only played four games. Right. But, I mean, I still, knowing he's only played four games, Harry, I still make the deal today. Yeah. Wow. Guys, sending those two guys out for Ryan Ellis with the well, hope that he can get healthy. So, 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 I mean, looking at things, you know, look at Travis and look at um, Ivan. Are they playing up the expectations now? No, it's a great point, Barrett. Um, and I think it's one of the really important things to consider why they made a move as well. We knew when AV came in that he wasn't a guy that's great with young players and developing mm-hmm. young players. He's not a rebuild coach. And some of those players like Travis Sanheim, Ivan Provorov, who you mentioned, Travis Konechny, 
and others, like you're depending on them to move in the right direction and be the, the future core of the team. Maybe not the star players, but the core of the team. And a lot of those guys have had very erratic. Uh, they become a bit of what I call like bipolar players. Like they're up here or they're down here. They, and they're not, they don't play much in the middle. They're either really good or they're really bad. Like Travis Konechny last year got healthy scratched on a couple of occasions. Yeah. And that's a big part of it. Like you got to get those guys playing, you know, back on a, a trajectory that's going up. And pro Ross become really partner dependent, which is mm. should not be the case for a player like him. If he's got Ryan Ellis or he's got Matt Niskanen like he did a couple of years ago, great. But if he doesn't, he's looked bad and he looks like he's really fighting it right now. So I think it's a big part of it. You loved Provorov when he first got here. Yeah, I mean, you still do, I guess. But yeah, he's a good defender. He's uh, has good offensive, you know, instincts and skills. But he he does not have a great handle. You know, mm-hmm. like he he he's not great at handling the puck, and he really looks, you know, with certain partners to be very average. Mm-hmm. He doesn't so look like a number one. Play then? So yeah, that's a great question. I mean, they moved him off it again, Barrett, but I, I don't know why. He's not a power play, a top power play unit guy. Maybe PP2 I'd be fine with, but as the puck handler or the point man on a power play, I don't like it mm-hmm. because he's not a great distributor. He's not a great shooter. He's a good defender. And if you went out and got Keith Yandel, there may, it makes no sense to not use him in his most effective skill set at this point in his career which is the power play quarterback Hmm. and that may be another reason why this deal went down because they moved him off the top power play av didn't make yeah well av and mike tarian but yeah it it just didn't make any sense all right now who's next because yo is not the permanent guy we all know that is is it do they go back uh to the well with a former flyer and rick tockett do they go uh maybe jim montgomery uh, or uh, John Tortorella. I mean, who who do you think comes in here? Yeah, I mean, I think all three of those names are guys that absolutely will be considered. Um, I think Yo might get a, a look, you know, to see what happens and how this plays out over the next, I don't know, week, couple weeks till the end of the year, end of the calendar year, not the end of the season, or maybe even the end of the season. I don't know, hmm. but um, you know, to me. If Mike Yo's not the answer, and look, he was a good coach. He took over in St. Louis for Hitch in a very similar situation. His team went 22-8-3. They made the playoffs. They won a round in the playoffs that year. Mm. So he's been in this kind of situation before. He was in it in Pittsburgh as an assistant when they fired Michelle Terry, oddly enough, and, and hired Dan Bilesman. They went on to win a cup. Now, mm. that team had mm. Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, right, and, right. and Marc-Andre Fleury. This team does not. So it is different, but... It's not like Mike Yo is not a, a guy that can coach at the NHL level. He has, and he, you know, he's had success. He was also let go in St. Louis when Craig Berube took over Berube, and won the yeah. cup. <laughs> right. So look, but there's shelf lives on every coach. So um, why is me, that? Why is it? Why is it so you know easy to do that at the at the hockey level as opposed to like NFL and basketball? I mean, it's it's like pulling question. teeth doing it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny, Barrett? Because somebody asked me, they said. Why do they just fire hockey coaches in the middle of the season all the time? And I and my answer was kind of simple, because it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times have you seen a coach fired and then the team just turn it around? Response, yeah. Yeah, and, sure. and go on to sometimes win the cup like right. Ruby did. And that's happened before. Bruce Boudreau in 06 all of a sudden had a, a fledgling Capitals team and took 82 games to get them into the playoffs, and they went on a run. 
You look at the Flyers in 09 when they fired John Stevens, they bring in LaViolette, and eventually they go on a run. They go to I the loved him. final. Yeah, yeah, I loved him. Yeah. So I, the reason why it happens all the time is because it works too often. It happened huh. in Pittsburgh with Mike when uh, when they hired uh, Mike Sullivan. He went to win two cups. You see it all the time, and huh. I think the only the only answer is the reason why they do it is because it works. <laughs> I, I talked to somebody, an old buddy of mine who played some hockey, not at your level, but he played hockey and he's really into it. And he said he thinks it's because as these guys come up through the juniors level, like the younger level, they've they've always got new coaches, like they are always moving to a different level or team and they've got a different voice basically every year or so so every other yeah like the expiration on that on that voice is short it's 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 interesting observation because yeah as you level up in hockey like it's two years per level so you Mm -hmm. have a first year you'll be a first year bantam then a second year bantam then you move up to midget and you'll be you know that's you basically u16 u17 and then you and then you go to a new coaching staff and that does happen it's very rare that as you're coming up if you're playing especially at a tier 1 or higher level that you have the same coach that moves up with you so it, it's a different message and it's a different messenger Every right, time you right, go up, right. ninety-one LSXers said he'll take Emilio Estevez at this point <laughs> from the Mighty, the Mighty Ducks. Ducks. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but yeah, you never have. No, nah, that's a donkey movie. Harry. I, was, no, I, so I don't go Disney and hockey. That's a disrespect of hockey. <laughs> well, I have a hard time with hockey movies, most of them, because they they can't skate. So wow. I can't buy in if if the guy can't skate. If he ain't got wheels, I can't watch it. You know. <laughs> Like wow. Rob Lowe was a pretty mediocre skater. Young blood. And young blood, yeah. 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 But like Patrick Swayze, you could move a little bit in that movie. But you right. had Peter Zezel and you had some other some other guys that could well, play. Well, could a little Paul bit. Newman really uh, skate? A little bit. Yeah, not really. Mean, but but that movie was great because of the yeah. Hansen brothers. <laughs> you know? Right. Bro, only you, man. Only yeah. you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Paradise, I, I played I played hockey against Rob Lowe. Did you? <laughs> yeah. We when I was a freshman at Malvern, they had this celebrity hockey challenge and we played it there was an all-star team we played against a bunch of guys chad low rob low alan thick mm. was there macgyver richard dean anderson not boy yeah <laughs> we shared the ice there. what about yeah, you, Zay you play goalie did they score on you uh, i don't remember i did play goalie but i don't remember who scored i'm sure somebody did what about pat sajak was he in there because he's a big hockey fan does he did he play ever uh, I don't know if he ever played. He's a big Washington fan. Yeah, the Wheel Caps of Fortune fan. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't recall him being involved in that. Off the Used to come on my show in L.A., huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an S, an R, and an L there, Pat. <laughs> and we'll go to um, the phones. Now, you've uh, we actually played it at the end of the pod yesterday, and Jason has seen it. The dog video, Barrett. Remember when we played that the oh, other yeah. day? Oh, the yeah. The German Shepherd going out on the ice. I mean, what was it, your perspective on that? Yeah. <laughs> that if Mr. Snyder was alive, that Jamie Apodi would have worked her last shift at 6 ABC. <laughs> That's my perspective. He would have, he would have had a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. You, you put it, what you put a video out. Of a dog dropping a deuce on my logo at center ice. (laughs) Done. Career over. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back in the day when he owned 610, he got uh, Craig Carton zipped. Right? Craig got Craig zipped. Well, I know. But, I mean, you know, he he wasn't going to survive that. Yeah, he owned the station. (laughs) He owned the station. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He would have. There would have been a very loud phone call made 
after mm-hmm. that video surfaced and that yeah. video would have been wiped off the existence of the internet right he, you couldn't even like if i was in a pregame show and said the pucks are bouncing and the ice looks tired in the pregame show he would have freaked out or is that right <laughs> oh he didn't he stand was, for tired ice Wait, you don't talk about that publicly. It might be tired, but you ain't talking about it. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he was very protective of everything. Wow. He should, man, because, you know, look at the product, man. The product is horrible. He wouldn't be having a product looking like this. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's funny to me, you know, as a guy that, you know, I don't watch hockey near enough to to be an expert on anything about hockey, man. But I I do know um, not necessarily effort. But I know enthusiasm when I see a team, mm-hmm. and it's almost like their their nature is almost all right. When is it going to happen? All right, all right. Here it is. It's, it's happening now. You know, we're, we're about to lose. Well, here's and, the you know, thing. I can't get with that. With with this year, it's hard to tell how much of this is. You know, they they have had the most brutal schedule I've ever seen in the mm-hmm. NHL. They had a ten game stretch that was the hardest stretch that any team will face. A ten game stretch in the entire NHL this year. And mind you, they had to do it without Ryan Ellis, most of it without Kevin Hayes. And when he was there for the two games, coming off double core surgery, he's he's skating right now. I got guys on my beer league team that skate faster than him right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. And because he just, he double core surgery, right? That he's coming off of. You lost your uh, guy who scored a goal in three straight games in Farabee. You got, you have Broussard out your second line center. You have all these pieces missing and you're facing Carolina. You're facing Tampa, Calgary. Tampa yes. three half three times they had Tampa, right, right. Boston, Florida, and all these teams. The Rangers and your Rangers going, are hot, man. They're the hottest team in the league. I think they've yeah. seven, seven or eight straight. The bread man, yeah. That whole team's great. But you look at it and you go, how are you going to survive that? The league's too unforgiving, and mm-hmm. you couple that with. You know, the, the fact that they don't have the pieces with the injuries and maybe they don't have them when the, the team's healthy to run the system that A.V. runs from an offensive standpoint. And then you have players starting to struggle and confidence issues. And that that confluence of all those things and the opponents is it's too unforgiving to survive. Right. You right. know, so kind of like I when the Eagles just faced the first half, first half of the season. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and you just got like their schedule coming up is so much easier. They've had the 23rd ranked schedule now the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. They've had the hardest schedule in the league to this point. <clears throat> and you know, you you got teams coming up like Ottawa, like Montreal who have five wins each. You have teams coming up like New Jersey's reeling right now. They've lost four straight and seven. Oh, so they might game. win this game. They're going to win tonight. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to win tonight. Tonight's the night they're going to win. Um but I mean, I mean you saw Colorado, you saw Tampa three times. I mean, what a murderer's row of a schedule. And they, they, they got to get it together. They're not that far out of it. I mean, Detroit right now has one of the wild cards. <laughs> yeah. So And they, they're they not good. But the Flyers have not been good. It's been ugly. And, but you got to see how they how they turn it around and, and move forward here. They have a little bit of time, but you got to start winning now. You can't keep digging the hole any deeper because the, the big part is, you know, chasing, it's one thing. But – in sports, the, the emotional rev- reservoir runs dry. It is right. not a bottomless cup. And eventually, you spend so much emotional energy getting back in it that you can't sustain it once you even do get back in it. Mm-hmm. And you fall back down. So that now's the time. They've only played a quarter of the season. They have 59 games left. It's not like there's not time. Wow. But you got you to gotta get going ASAP. 
What's your take on the new broadcast partners and how the, uh, the job that they're doing? Um, I think it's been fine. For some people, they look at it and they say, I'm not seeing games in primetime enough like they did you know, Wednesday night hockey and it's been late night. But a lot of that is because these deals, these broadcast deals were signed after ESPN and TNT already had commitments. So at the end of the calendar year, that's going to change hmm. because those broadcast commitments now change. Okay. Uh, but ESPN so then the had, earlier times open up is what exactly. You're yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, like they had wrestling on Wednesday nights on TNT. So they're doing late night games. Right. Right. Because they have a contract there. So when that changes, uh, we'll see it more. I think they're doing a tremendous job on the streaming side of it. And that's the future. Whether you want to fight it or not, that's the future, and the league knows it, and they have a younger demographic. Yeah, they've always kind of been on the forefront of that uh, before some of the other leagues, right? They, yeah, they were time. into that years ago. Yeah, they've been doing the streaming yeah. thing, and and now with ESPN+, Plus, they're really hitting it hard. Uh, I read an article that the new partnerships, ESPN and TNT, have exposed the game to five times more people than it, what it did not last year on NBC. Wow. But why is that? Bus, yeah. But why is that? It's because every sports bar you go into, whether it's at 1030 in the morning or 11 o'clock at night and every minute in between, ESPN's on the television. Mm-hmm. And ESPN's invested now, and it's on their television quite a bit. They're doing a good job promoting it. So, so as much as I highlights. Them, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the shows and, right. you know, they got Butchergrass and Barry uh, Melrose, who I'm not sure he even watches the game anymore, to be honest with you. But uh, – <laughs> But all their people and they're promoting the hell out of it and because they've a vested interest in it. And I ripped them for years because when they didn't, they didn't promote it. Yep. They ignored it. But props to them. Well, now that's what they do. Right if they don't have the properties, they they ignore the sport no exactly. matter what it is. It wasn't really any, it wasn't anything against hockey. It was just nope. that they, they weren't a partner at the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my thing was, on, if you're the worldwide leader, you don't you don't true. ignore any of them. But anyway. Right, you can't have it both ways. But Barrett's on ESPN Plus all the time for uh, doing these games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's funny, man, because... Um, it's an awesome streaming service. It really yeah. is. I, just, I started out, you know, doing ESPN games. I would get two a year. But with this ESPN Plus, it's opened up. So now people that want to have vested interest in, all right, I want to go to a, a um, you know, Coastal Carolina game. I can't go, so I want to watch it. There's no way I can watch it anywhere else. You go to ESPN Plus, and right. bam, it's right there. And you know, you all have smart TVs, right? Oh, yeah, smart yeah. TVs. It's so easy to use. And know? now I'm going to get it starting in January because they've, <laughs> par- they've now partnered with PGA Tour Live. They've all brought it all together. It's brilliant. So now you get there's there's a certain a fee you pay for a month, like maybe six ninety nine or whatever yep. a month. You're going to get ESPN Plus, PGA Tour Live, and then you can even upgrade that to like I think thirteen ninety nine, and you'll get Hulu and the Disney streaming along with all that yeah yep. yeah that's starting and, in january and that is well worth it you it get, is because like as sports fans like i think we've all changed as sports fans and the way we've changed is you know we like what we like and this notion of four for four i think has always been bs but th- we like what we like and we want to consume as much of the things that we're really passionate about more than anything mm-hmm. and now with you know podcasts and with espn plus and the way that they're servicing specific sports fans is awesome. Yeah. Because you can get so much of it. I think it educates it educates fans. It makes them more passionate about their product and they just give them more because there's no tipping point of you're giving me too much. Because if you are, I can just back out. I don't have to consume it because it's the only thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's done a great job. And and that's that's what I love about like shows like this. 
Like yep. we're not beholden to worrying about some guy getting in his car. He's in his car for an average of eight and a half minutes. So you got to right. repeat, repeat, repeat. Right, right, right. If yeah, like if you're if they're watching you on demand or you know on something live stream like this, you know that they're there for a reason, and they're there because they want you to be give them what their their expectation is, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is, man. I mean, look, you can watch the middle, you can pause it, come back to right. it later. You know yep. what I'm saying? I, so I mean, that's that's what it's all about. We can't change their lives. Like we no. got to stop thinking, oh, we're so important because you're on the air that we can change people's lives. Right. BS. My life's not going to change, but if I can go back and watch episodic stuff like this and good content, and if the content's good, that's what's awesome for the audience. Like, when I don't feel like dealing with sports, I got into these true crime podcasts, and I listen right. to these, like, 45-minute true crime podcasts. Like, what the hell's right. wrong with me? Well, you're into this Formula One, too. Right. Like, like, let me tell you about Formula One, <laughs> and I'll tell you why I'm into it. Because it never gives me the finger. <laughs> It never okay. disappoints me. Really? Does not. Every Philadelphia week, sports great. disappoints me greatly. Right, 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 right. You know? You watch that stuff, man. Do you have, like, a certain driver, and he's always good? Or, like, do you just love he it all? Good. Like you, don't... I love it all, but, yeah, I have a driver. It's Max okay. Verstappen. Verstappen? Yeah. Okay. I got the, Lewis, man. The flying Lewis, Dutchman, huh? You got Lewis who, Hamilton? Who, yeah, Lewis Hamilton? Hamilton, man. And just watching the cars, man, you know, and, like, I – not necessarily the race, but everything that leads up to the race. I love that. Everything leads up to the race. I don't necessarily uh, watch the race, but watching the pre, you know, when they're trying to qualify. qualify. All, oh, yeah. All well, Barrett's all in the cars. He I would yeah. figure he he would like the formula. Harry, in F1 parlance, qualifying is called quali. Quali. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Quali. But no, it's, it's incredible. And I think that the sport and F1 does such a good job at two things, educating their fans. And, like, when we watch sports, we always want to go, like, what's it like to beat a quarterback? And they've tried the helmet cam, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really work. No. Uh, but in Formula One, they have the cockpit cam. They have the camera that's on the top of the Unbelievable. Car. They yeah. put you in the seat. And when you watch, like, Max Verstappen last week at Jeddah in Saudi Arabia in the qualifying lap, at, at an average lap speed of 159 miles an hour on a street course, mm-hmm. literally coming within millimeters of walls to get every – every millisecond in quality that he could get. I mean, the other drivers are watching it and they're like, Oh my God, like they're freaking out the commitment that the guy had. Right. They, they called it the grit until turn 27 when he hit the wall, the greatest lap in the history of formula one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was unreal. So he was committed to his line into the turn. Uh, yeah. And it's a new commitment. Yeah. It's you're, you're race. Sometimes you're racing around literally houses and going to tunnels that people drove to work yeah. in Monaco. a couple hours earlier. Right. Yeah. Like in Monaco, Monaco, you go under the, underneath the underpass and, and, and like at Monaco, like they will like, like, like millimeters hmm. get so close to the wall at 145 miles an hour that that's what they have to do. These guys are such great drivers. And this look, they're, we're going into the final race this weekend. They're dot. They're tied at an absolute dead heat. 369 and a half points to 369 and a half points. Hamilton's trying to set a new record to win his eighth world title and beat Michael Schumacher. And yep. Verstappen is trying to win his first. He's like the young gun. And it's been unreal. Hmm. It's been unbelievable to watch week in and week out. And, you know, I, I love the English because they don't say weekend. They say weekend. 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 Yeah. The weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everybody on the golf the race channel weekend. speaks that way, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the weekend. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah. You know? 
I, I'm watching and you watching from that from that helmet cam. I mean, not the helmet cam, but uh, inside the pit. Yeah. And you see, they've only got they're only watching it from this much. This much they can see out of this much. Yeah. And they are so damn close to everything, man. And and you, they're Unreal. flying, hauling as. And you look at it, how can they do that stuff, man? Yeah, I mean, it's such unbelievable. great drivers. I mean, they're literally sitting in like a lounge chair too in the yeah. cockpit. Like <laughs> yeah. they sit like this, like their feet are up like this high. Right. They sit like that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like I, I love how it. I used to ride my old Harley. I had the right. forward controls on yeah. it, man. I was just like kick was, back, like, huh? With the with the straight bars, it was like yeah. you're on a on a rocking chair, like a lounge chair. Yeah. And, and then exactly the, the right. steering wheel, they only it, it only turns like this. Right. Oh yeah, there's you not know, much. Yeah. You know, when they do turn like this, it's crazy, you know, because it's 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 unbelievable. I'd be scared to death. Yeah. That, that's called steering saturation. What? <laughs> the, the amount that you turn the wheel is determined by the steering saturation. Saturation. Yeah. Wow. If you have a high saturation, you can turn the wheel more. If you have low, it's just boom, like this. Very it's tight. Like that. Yeah. It's it's unreal, but it's and wasn't there me. some reality show that you watched, a Formula oh, yeah. One reality show? What so was that called? It. Drive to Survive. It's on Netflix. They're going to have season four coming up, which will chronicle this season, yeah. which I haven't been a fan a tremendous amount of time, but I've learned a lot about the history of it and everything. But they're saying this is the greatest championship battle in the history of Formula One. Did you that watch that, back. Barrett? The Drive no, to I Survive? I, I just wrote it oh, down. Just okay. Now. Yeah, yeah. I'm about yeah. to download it so I can watch it uh, on yeah, my Yeah, it's flight. on Netflix. It's so good because it's you don't realize the drama that goes on behind the scenes. Hmm. Like the one guy who runs Red Bull Racing is a guy named Christian Horner. He's a, they're called Team Principal. He's married to a Spice Girl. Okay. And these guys are like stars. Yeah. Right. Right. And oh, yeah, they're like they're like the soccer players in yes. all over the yeah. world. They're yeah. rock stars. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And like 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 Lewis Hamilton makes seventy eight million dollars a year. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's huge money in this, and the the teammates often have the worst relationship because they're both driving the same exact car, but one guy's doing one better guy's than better. the other. Yeah. 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 So it's wild, and there's a lot of drama. And um, watch Drive to Survive because you'll see great like just footage of what it's like to be in these cars. And it's, it's incredible. How many seasons Michael, is it? This, going to there's fourth? three in the can and the fourth one will come out probably around March. Okay. Look at this, Harry uh, Schumacher before he retired mm -hmm. was making $98 million a year. Wow. Yeah. Not, they were making, he wrote, he drove for Ferrari mm -hmm. and they That's made his, yeah. they made him his own custom made Ferrari. Everything on it was his. Yeah. So what that's, are the other manufacturers like McLaren? Is Honda involved in that? Honda's the power unit for yep. for Red Bull Racing and okay. uh, another team as well. Yeah, they're back wow. in it. They're, they're pulling Renault, out. All Renault, yeah, Renault. Really? Renault. Wow. Renault's the Alpine. Not the team. Renault Winery. No, <laughs> Renault is. Uh, um, it was just known as Renault prior to this season, but now it's called the Alpine team. But they're a French team, obviously. And right, you know, some you know when you is look Peugeot back, Peugeot in there. Nah, Peugeot. No, no Peugeot. <laughs> uh, but Alain Prost is is involved in the uh, Renault Alpine team, the great okay. Formula One driver. You know, Pro Senna and Prost, all those battles years ago. So, but I've mm -hmm. gone back and like watched all the old races because I have the F1 TV app, and I never watched it before. So I just like Googled 100 greatest Formula One races, and I go back and just watch them, and I have no idea who wins. Mm. It's great. Cool. <laughs> Well, I'll go back to like oh, you know, oh six in Abu Dhabi. Uh -huh. Yeah, Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, you, and you, Rubens Barrichello. 
I might have to watch this. Barrett's going to watch it too. So I'm it, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to download on my on my you, phone you so both I can watch would it. Love it. Yeah. You both would love it. And and again, the sport has never given me never given me the finger. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Delivers That's important. all the time. Yeah. Good and stuff. And I know some people on the stream are excited about it too. Yeah. So, I go. can't believe that people haven't watched it. Some people have. Yeah. I'm sure they have. Adam wants me to do some Ange and Al. I don't do Al. No, no. Al doesn't talk. No. He doesn't say, he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. Ange is not right, Al. 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 Yeah. All right, Jason. We appreciate well, we, you jumping on, doing, man. If I end up doing Ange on here, it ends up on his show. Well, that's right. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good publicity. I, there's right. guys doing me and giving me publicity from the outside. It's Rear. perfect. Rear. I thought it would be horrible. <laughs> All right. All right, boys. We'll, we'll see you. Right. Appreciate you, bro. He says the Flyers are going to win tonight against the Devils. So, you know, you get them at plus money. I'm, I'm certain about that. They're not a favorite. All right. right we'll right, be right. back. Mike Gill after three minutes. Don't go anywhere. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Uh, welcome back in final half hour of the Mikey. show. Thanks to uh, Jason Martinez for jumping on, but we're going to finish the show uh, with a with a with a flurry here. Okay, we're going out uh, with one of our favorite guys, and I don't know if we've ever had him on the show because um, you know he obviously is Mister Atlantic City, right? And right. There, there was a at a time there was a competitive signal down there, so you know we, we couldn't get him on, but now we can get him on. And he is the man at 97.3 ESPN. And he happened to write something that caught my attention. Uh, you can get it at 973ESPN.com. It's about Minshew. And it says, Minshew mania is a lot like the holiday season. Now, you put a headline like that up, you are going to get my attention. And I went through and read the whole thing, and it was absolutely brilliant. So I thought we'd bring Mr. Gill on here to talk about it. You call me brilliant, Harry. Yeah. That's step up in this world for me. Absolutely. It was brilliant. Hey, I call it like I see it. It was great, man. You went through there and I, I thought your comparison was spot on. In fact, we talked about it in the first hour of the show where you compared sort of Minshew with Fitzpatrick, you know, Fitzmagic. And I think you're exactly right about that. Yeah. I mean, look, the way I kind of break it down is, you know, Jalen Hurts had the he was like the most popular guy in the city. Remember, his jersey sales were out the roof. People were going nuts for this guy. He threw three touchdowns. And the narrative the next day was, well, it was only the Falcons. It's only if I, I said that, right? Well, so Minshew comes in and he puts up this huge game, and nobody's saying, well, it was only the Jets. It's because, I did. Well, yeah. you're a smart man. Immediately, Harry. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think most people would. And like I said, it's like the holiday season. You know, it's Halloween. You put a costume on for the day. Then the other four weeks, you got to get ready for Thanksgiving. Nobody talks about those. And then Thanksgiving comes. If you eat turkey every single night, you're going to get tired of it. Well, the two holidays are the Minshew manias. The games he has in between that no one talks about, eh, you know, in the society that we live in, people, right. you have highlights. And now you don't even get the highlight show. It's on Twitter. And you'll have somebody going, Minshew mania, Minshew mania. He happens to have an alliteration type of name. So we only remember that. But right. you don't remember all the stuff he does in between the Minshew Mania events. Yeah, right? the, the losses, right. the lack of wins. You know, we're talking about a team that, that didn't win f- four games the past three years he was on the team. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, he's, he's he comes in and has one game and boom, he, he's 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 the next uh, best thing in Philly. You, you can't think like that, man. And well, I keep trying to tell people, it, it not even to be on Hertz's bandwagon, but – it's literally about the offensive line and who's playing offensive line as opposed to who's playing quarterback for this team right now. Now, I was one of the few, and I said at the beginning of the year, this team could make the playoffs. I said they could make the playoffs, and my caveat was if their offensive line stayed together. Barrett, you played offensive line. I would imagine that if you guys could play all 17 games together for the all season long, you feel like you have a good thing going. This team is – think about this. This team could have – Four Pro Bowl offensive linemen this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, realistically, Johnson could possibly make it. Kelsey's going to make it. Dickerson could make it. Mylotta could make it. Four guys. They have, if that offensive line plays together, I said they could probably make the playoffs because when you have a good offensive line, you can be competitive. 
You can keep games closed, be competitive, slow games down. They did it the other day. They ran the ball. Basically, they took the ball away from the Jets for the entire third quarter. Third quarter, that, yeah. yeah. They right? had three plays, I think, the Jets did in that quarter. And basically, this team is predicated on running the football. So, yeah, um, Minshew had a great game. But everything, they had, did you see, they had 14 catches from the tight end or the running back. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had 14 catches from the tight end and the running back all season. They had right. it in one week last they week. Game, and they game-planned it, man. I, I was just saying it. They game-planned that. You know, they wanted to they wanted to execute an offense where they wanted to get their best players, their most explosive players, the yeah. ball. And you I will look say, at it, that's what Goddard and Sanders are. I will say, Minshew, when he was in Jacksonville, I think Fournette, who had, had like 77 catches one year when he was yep. down there. But, you know, all I hear about Hurts is – he doesn't have a great arm. He can't air it out. He doesn't throw the ball down the field. The throw that Minshew made to Goddard, he had to stop at the 10-yard line to wait for it to get to him. The right. Jets are so bad that nobody was near him. He could stop, catch the ball, turn, and still score before any Jet came close to him. So, look, I like Minshew, but if he didn't have a Fu Manchu a bomber jacket and a mullet, we probably are like, eh, this guy's just an average guy. (laughs) But he's just such a likable character that we're ready to turn the keys over. Look, there's a reason he was drafted in the sixth round. There's a reason he went to three colleges. And there's a reason he got traded for a conditional sixth-round pick. He's a fun, quirky guy. But are you telling me that this guy is the difference maker between the Eagles being what they are and Going to the Super Bowl? No, doubtful. no, no. The problem is, and as somebody put it very eloquently on the stream, uh, Big Chris says the problem is we have two backup quarterbacks and not a franchise quarterback. He might be right. He might, <laughs> he might be. be. I don't, we don't know what Hurts is, but you know, I think Hurts. I thought he took a huge step in the Denver game, and then a huge step back in the Giant game. Yeah, obviously. Now, look, you're not going to play your best game week in and week out. It just doesn't happen. But I really thought we were seeing Hertz kind of take a step forward. So it was so disappointing to see him take a step back. And then, I mean, it just coupled with his worst game comes and this guy Minshew well, comes in. It's just a perfect storm of people asking questions. But, yeah. you know, Hertz has four games of over 100 quarterback rating and one game with 95. I mean, mm-hmm. for whatever numbers those mean, Somebody thinks he's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know how they determine those numbers, but they are what they are. I don't know how you determine them either. And and that said, the bad game that he had, and Hurts was awful against the Giants. If Rager makes one catch, you know, it's an ugly win. You know what, guys? I think that's something, and I brought that up on my show, is I thought he played his worst game that I've ever seen him play. But it's like the NBA player who's three for 18, but he hits a dagger in the corner as the game is on the line. He stepped up, had his worst game, and said, I'm going to shoot my shot. And he threw two passes right to the guy's hands. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disturbing, man. You know, and it's like Danny Green. And, I, you know, I, I, I go through it all the time, you know, even with our fans, you know, because I'm a fan. And I go through it all the time that, all right, the same thing make you laugh, make you cry. You have a you have a player that could virtually go out there and win you games in the fourth quarter. But he can also throw you out of games in the second quarter. But he can still have enough to win the game in the fourth quarter because he's that dynamic of a player, period. You know what I'm saying? Well, He's, he's going to get the crucial first down. He can run for a first down. He can even throw for a first down. But it's all about him being um, more of a – if you want to be more of a pack of passer, this is not your guy. If you want him to be 
a quarterback that can win games, he is your guy. Well, the interesting question here is, you know, Hertz, when he came in last year, it was, this guy's a tremendous leader. Universally, everybody said that. Well, now you have a bunch of guys saying, man, this guy Minshew's a character. We really like yeah. So is there a divide of some people like this character Minshew? People really like, you know, Hertz is a pretty serious, stoic guy, yeah, man. Yeah. But it sounded like the one thing, hey, maybe he doesn't have a great arm. Maybe he's not the most accurate guy. But, man, he is a leader. Right. Well, do you have a faction that wants him to be the leader? Do you have a faction that wants the character in Minshew? That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I just well, want a guy that's accurate. That's all. I don't care if his personality's stoic or if character doesn't win you know. games, though. Yeah. Well, you know, Barrett, guys pick sides. I don't know. Maybe the center and uh, the left side of the line like Hurts because they run the ball more. Well, maybe yep. the right side of the line likes Minshew more because he's a little bit more accurate of, of a throw. Who knows? They both have personalities that are likable, though. That's the big thing here. So, like uh, you said, Harry, they might just have two back backup quarterbacks. Right, right. It's frustrating, uh, man. But it's really but I frustrating. Don't, I don't really see anybody in this draft that makes me want to expend a first round no. pick on. You know, that's I agree with that. I yeah. if you have three picks, and you know, I'm a West Virginia guy, so right. I can't take you pick can't it. take Pickett. No, he's out, out principle for me. Yep, he's out yeah. of the mix. So no, I if I'm the Eagles, I am keeping my three picks. And look, I go with Hertz and I have Minshew still signed for another year. I right. go with these two Cheap. guys again. Right. Cheap backup. And just keep adding more talent. This team is already look. Justin Herbert. I think everybody listening would take Justin Herbert, right? He's yes. phenomenal. Absolutely. They're seven and five. They can't get out of their own way. So, like getting this mythical quarterback that just doesn't exist. It's not the be all end all. Sometimes just get a lot of talent, put it together, get a good game plan. The Eagles won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. All right, right. just put the talent together. You have guys, you can find somebody, they can make a deal. Somebody wants to get out. There's a guy you find. Right. There's some stat that Xander put up a tweet earlier in the show. Barrett and I were blown away by it. That the Eagles, as a franchise, are like 40 and 18 with yeah, the backup quarterback. 40 and 18 when the backup quarterback <laughs> plays. I did see that. It's a well, you know, and it just goes to show how much they value that position. It's when mm -hmm. they drafted Jalen Hurts, people question. I said, they value the backup quarterback more than they do their starting safety. Mm -hmm. Ah da da. Yeah. Right? Ah da da. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, you, you, you and, it, and it's something that's, you know, always been something that they do. They always value the backup quarterback. Even when I was playing, well, they, look, the backup quarterback. quarterback you man. look at a team like Dallas, if Dak Prescott goes down, their season's in the toilet, right? Yes. They're done. Yes. So the Eagles, as much as uh, Howie Roseman takes hit and hit and hit, they've quietly rebuilt this roster with some young players that can play. I mean, and they still, good teams value the backup quarterback. The move to get Minshew was the mark of a well-run team, like it or not. Mm. Right. Absolutely. And they understand that just like they value offensive linemen, even as high as first and second round, they're going to draft offensive right. linemen. Could this you... time this year, I can't see them using all three picks this year. I think they're going to trade this pick to acquire another first round pick for next year's draft. Um, that's that's but, we talked about that yesterday, Barrett, yeah. is they have three picks this year. They've all kind of fallen after 10. Does Roseman try to trade them to picks for next year's draft yeah. and add more picks in next year's draft? Maybe get Bryce Young, baby. 
So then you get another year to look at. Yeah, you get another yeah. year to look at your two quarterbacks that you have here. You have more draft capital for next season. But mm -hmm. look, if they get two, look what Dallas did with just Parsons, just getting him. Right. How yes. that changed the complexion of that team. Diggs yep. and Parsons. And Diggs the year before and now Diggs Parsons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Just so I mean, you got to, man. Would the NBA version of Minshew Mania be Lynn Sanity? Somebody texted that to my show the other day. Minshew Mania is Lynn Sanity. But Minshew Mania, like, he he has had some, like, he's got 39 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's you pretty know, good. Is he a product of a bad Jacksonville team? I mean, is this guy, you know, he was drafted in the sixth round. I don't know. Maybe he's Tom Brady. Well, <laughs> Alabama wanted him. You know that, right? You know that. Well, he's from Mississippi. He went to a Mississippi Community College. Yeah, like a Jew. And then he ended up at East Carolina. ECU. I did a game uh, against Temple that he quarterbacked in. Well, he was splitting time with a kid from Duke. They were splitting some time mm -hmm. there. And then he got off on it. He, he threw for like 300 plus yards for like the last four games. He then does a grad student. Right. He is, uh, Brushing your beard over there? Yeah, he does this Absolutely. all the time. He does this nice. all the time. Solid. Yeah. And then he transfers <laughs> up. Basically, uh, Leach says, you're the perfect guy. I got an offense for you. Come on out here. So he's a grad student. He goes right. out to Washington State. And that's, nobody even heard of this guy until he went to Washington right. State. That's and that, that was apparently when Alabama offered him as a grad student to come in yeah. for one year. And he ended up going to, to with Leach out in Washington State. Right, and then he basically broke all their records out there. But even with that, I mean, he becomes a six-round pick. He goes to Jacksonville, and look, he stepped right in there right away. And from week one, it was Minshew Mania. He had a big first game of his career, and then he kind of came back to earth. And then, like, week five, I looked at this yesterday. I don't know mm -hmm. this off the top of my head. So, but Well, you do now. <laughs> week one, he had a big game. Right. Well, then he had, like, three, four okay games and then week five Minshew mania was back and this is what i'm talking about it's like the holiday season every four weeks he has this game where you're like Minshew mania but we're in a society where like i went on vacation to north carolina i was in the outer banks in august and it he feels gets like a lot of vacation barrett this guy. yeah i it's see okay yeah, <laughs> well it feels like it was two weeks ago well here it's three and a half months ago that's what i'm talking about this Minshew mania like it you feel like it happens every week but it's really like every three or four weeks. Okay. Right. I'm right, actually, right. Harry, I was at the East Carolina Navy game a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? And I'm going to the Military Bowl. Because my girlfriend went to East Carolina. Oh, they played Boston College in that yeah. game, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's well, you East love Navy. that stadium. I've been, I've done games down there at Navy. That's a great I did spot. A game. Yes. Yeah, it's I went a great there, spot. I was there three weeks ago, I guess. And then, so East Carolina played Navy. We went to the game, and now mm -hmm. East Carolina's in the military bowl. Right. So we're going back just to tailgate and stuff. Right. Nice. Well, I did the East Carolina game in that stadium. That's a nice stadium. And I also did a game in that. Um, yeah, I've done there, stadium. too. And it's, yeah. it's a nice stadium also. Dowdy right? Ficklin yeah. Stadium. So, Dowdy so Ficklin. How, so, Correct. So, so how do you get all this vacation time and all that stuff? Because me and Harry, we never get a vacation. We work every day. Yeah. Well, I'm the every boss. Day. Oh, right. okay. Well, there, there it is. That's then. true. Yeah. There, yeah. And I, look, I've worked here for so long. <laughs> that you accumulate, like, for every year you're here, you get, like, another week's vacation, and then oh, they wow. cap you off. So I'm, like, at the max of uh, – I think I have uh, – Ten weeks. Um, no, I think the max is six weeks. Okay. okay. So I have six. <laughs> I had six weeks at the old place. I, I, I parlayed that into six weeks before I left.
Yeah, well, yeah, it's good you know, work. because they don't want to pay any more money, you just keep getting more. Right, money. right. That's what that's exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> hey, oh yeah, I have a raise. We can't do that. Well, can I take more days off? Sure, go right. ahead. Right. <laughs> that's what hey, Mike, let me ask you this, man. You still stay in the same place, man? No, I don't live. I actually, me and my girlfriend, we own a place together. Oh, congrats, man! Because I was telling, I was telling everybody about you know when when I went to your house, and you're like. You've been to Gil's house? I'm like, yeah, I've been to his house, man. You know, so, you know, he lived in a penthouse, you know, how we yeah. had to catch the elevator upstairs, yeah. the view overlooking the ocean, man. I was like, mm-hmm. big time, man. Playboy, man. Big time guy. I man. lived on the 18th floor of the 5,000 boardwalk building in Ventnor. Wow. So my view of, of was the, of, of the entire island of Atlantic City. And Barrett came to my house, and the guy at the front desk, I mean, he was <laughs> – like, oh, are you, are you bringing Barrett back over? Like, you would ask every single day as if Barrett was like coming over every single day. He wow. came to a birthday party. That's wow. what happened. Wow. <laughs> uh, they were surprised that I knew where you lived. I'm like, yeah, man. We had a nice crib and everything, man. Yeah. No, I live in an actual house now. I got wow. a house. Now, when are you going to make this official? Uh, that's a good I mean, question, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. I'm on vacation so much. We're just living life. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm right. going to Croatia. Oh, you are? Yeah. For what? Do what? I'm going to Croatia in July, uh, just vacationing, man. Really? Yeah. We we uh, well, we have a house in Florida. We went down there, but the person who lives next door to us, their place flooded and flooded our place out. So now the insurance is getting involved. They got to fix it. So we typically go to the Florida house this time of the year. Right. But since we're not doing that this year, we're looking for. We're like, you know what? So I coach baseball. You know, yeah. my team won the World Series. Whoa. I remember that. Okay. I congratulated you for that on Twitter. Yeah. Well, thank you, Harry. Yeah. Barrett didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. We yeah. won the World Series, so I was out a lot this summer. I was in Jamestown, New York, home of Nick Sirianni. Oh, that's right. right. He's a they, big, is uh, there a statue for him up there? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was at this uh, establishment. I went to college. I did college radio with a guy who happens to live in Jamestown. Okay. I haven't talked to him in 20 years. I reached out to him on Facebook. We meet up at this bar. And he says, you know, Nick Sirianni is from Jamestown. I said, you don't say, right? So he's telling me the whole story of this guy about he's a high school this and that and that. Uh, so I was up there. I took a, I was out a lot. So next year I'm not coaching, going to Croatia. Wow. Bro, so I just look up Croatia. Croatia is nice, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it is a private cruise. There's only 15 mm. people on the boat. Wow. How did you get that? Very Who do you know? Individual. Wow. I'm a very private individual. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I live on the 18th floor penthouse. How do you think I got that? Boat ride. Wow. That's some good stuff. All right. Uh, real quick. Where are you uh, with this Ben Simmons thing? Uh, you're about as fed up with it as, as we are and uh, would wish that Maury after the 15th of December makes a deal. Um, well, I'm not a Ben Simmons hater. I'm sorry. So I'm on the Ben Simmons. Look, he's frustrating as all hell. But the, the way I see it is you can't just trade Ben Simmons for three Jamokes. I mean, no. what are you no. going to do? Like, you're going to get three guys who are Shake Milton, Danny Green. I mean, they tried that before. They traded Charles Barkley for three yeah. jackasses. I mean, that was terrible. So I know people just say you just got to get anything. Getting anything, all it does is make the rotations harder. To, to You can't get three guys who are similar to the three the guys you already have. So, unfortunately, they're in a spot. I understand they need talent. They got to get something. But they might just have to let him rot and sit there for the year. Oh, wow. Oh, and waste a year of Joel Embiid. Well, I can tell you this. From 
what I've been told, they are not interested in, you know, all the stuff that's been out there. They have no interest in uh, Jeremy Grants of the world. No, I, neither do I. Right. Neither. They have no interest in CJ McCollum. Look, I know people are frustrated with Ben. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't do this. He was historically bad for whatever reason in those playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think the Sixers are banking that he could be back to a 65, 70% free throw shooter. They would have swept the Hawks if he just shot his percentage of the regular season. Now, who, you know, that whole thing with his sister and that thing, that was all kind of happening right around this time. That was a shady story. You know, that's no, what the whole thing with his brother, um, his sister, his real sister. Yeah. You guys didn't hear the story? No, no. What is this? His real sister and his shooting coach brother, who I think is his half brother. The sister had claimed that the brother had molested her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah So yeah, yeah. that was all going on during the playoff time, and he mm. just didn't want to talk about it. He I, And I got to imagine he's got to choose between his real sister, who he's very close with, and his brother, who is his shooting coach. Mm. He's got to be the – Well, the, the shooting middle. coach isn't doing a good job, so I would choose the sister. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not debating that. But he's got to make a decision on who am I supporting in this whole mess. Yeah. Now, she sued. It went to court in Australia, and she never showed. So he ended up winning the case. Oh, boy. You know, so this all happened while the playoffs were going on. Wow. She's so kind, of a, she's kind of a doozy. Went to a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that, was, that was apparent, though. You know, they, they said that um, in his documentary when he was still at LSU. In that documentary, yeah. Yeah, so... so you know, I, my whole thing all along with Simmons is, and look, I like Simmons. I appreciate what he does. I'm frustrated that he doesn't do more, but I have said from day one, there is only one issue here. He has mental health issues. If yes. everybody at the end of the Hulk series said this, something's mentally wrong with him. The problem is he didn't want to admit that he had mental health issues. I don't know. So the fact that he says he has mental health issues, People don't want to believe him, but the same people were saying something's mentally wrong with this guy. There's only one answer. Something had to be mentally wrong with him to shoot 30% from the free throw line. Mike, right? wow. Mike, when you when you don't shoot, when a point guard that's only six foot is coming to block your shot and you freeze up like that because you don't want to get fouled, it's got to be something mentally wrong with you, right. bro. So I think you know? most people would all, if he just said, Three days after, look, I'm having some mental health issues. I need to get it worked on. I need to talk. I think 100% of Sixers fans would say, yes, of course you do. We just saw it unfold. But the fact that he didn't say it until later, it makes it look bad. And look, I agree. It makes it look like it's a money grab. Yeah. Some, some people has, use that as a crutch now, but, you know, right. because it's all it's a get out of jail free card. Sure. So, but I, you know what? He, I was to say to you, Harry. Something can't be mentally right with him the way he played in that series. Wouldn't you say, yeah, obviously he's got mental problems. Well, there's right. mental problems, and then there's just like you're you're afraid. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it's one of the other mental problems now is like, oh my God, you just well, gotta go get help. Like do we have from his past of him just being flat out afraid. He has played poorly because teams have defended him in certain ways, but he never shot. Even in that early. Boston series a couple years ago, where he, when yeah. he passed back out, I mean, he's always had this. He does. He doesn't want to fail. He, he, he doesn't want to shot thirty percent from the free throw line, though. You know, I mean, you can lose confidence Miami. too, and it's not necessarily a mental a mental health issue. So you know, oh, right, right, right. There's a difference between yeah. 
his rookie year or his first year, whatever, the first year they made the playoffs, he shot from the free throw line in that Miami series, I think it was like 75%. I mean, he almost averaged a triple-double in that Miami series that first year he was in, in the playoffs, like 2017, 18, something like that. Uh-huh. So for him to be where he was in the playoffs, forget the regular season, he had that series against Miami, and to be where he got to last year, something ain't right. So I would be inclined. Look, I just don't know that he ever wants to play here again. Well, that's true. That's well, we that already is. know that. Yeah. We already yeah, know. He true. already said the fans, he can't play in front of these fans. Well, that's yeah. what I said. I said, look, this isn't about anything else other than he knows that he cannot face these people because he knows his game has not evolved at all. Right. right. I can't go back with the same gimmick again. And that's on you know? him. I 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. on him. 100%. All right, this was great, Mike. We appreciate you jumping on, man. Listen appreciate to his it. show, 97.3. He's great. And he yeah, goes and, to and, Sixers uh, games every – you go to every game, don't you? I haven't – I've been. I went to a Memphis game this year as a fan. That was it. I haven't been up much this year, man. I thought you went to the preseason games too. I, I thought, did during the process years a lot. Oh, okay. I a lot of process years games. I love that process – those process years, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Mike, I'm glad that you were able to reaffirm that I was at your house because a lot of people on the stream didn't believe Barrett me. Brooks oh, yeah. was at my house. He See. was there. I was not, and neither was Aton. Okay, let's put that uh, on the record. Aton has not been. You know, Aton called me the other day, actually. Did he? Yeah, I got a check. Oh, Normally when I see Aton's name come up on my text, I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Some random babble about something that I have nothing to do with just trying to egg somebody on to get them to answer but it was an actual legit question it was okay good Come on. yeah <laughs> did you answer said question I called we I we actually spoke on the phone oh okay good good you know he left once you guys left me here I never heard from him again uh, I got axed from the wedding list I got axed from the baby yep, list yep. I was out you're out <laughs> and now you're back in I did have a nice pastrami on Rye the other day, H Mays. That's what everybody on the stream was asking. Like, what? What's for lunch? What's your sandwich today? So I had lost sixty five pounds and gained them all back like a jerk. Oh. <laughs> uh, what from IPAs? Now nah, you know I went to the light IPAs. You know what happened? I was coaching the baseball team and just traveling, living in hotels, late games, eating late, and. You know, you're doing the keto, and then all of a sudden, one day turns into the next day, and then the next day, and then it just crashes, and then you're uh, like, you know. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the voice still sounds good. That's what's important. Got them pipes, bro. Yep. You got them pipes. Yep. Well, it's great <laughs> to see you guys and your, right. your tremendous audience out there. Good to have you, man. Thanks for jumping Appreciate on. Appreciate you, bro. All have right. a great holiday season. There he is, the great Mike Gill, 97.3 ESPN. All right, Barrett. I think we've about exhausted – the day what do you got to, on tap for the rest of the day you working on a car or what do you oh no you're going to uh restaurant depot right to get your wings gotta go get the wings man i'm gonna go to restaurant depot man but um i gotta uh i actually have to take in my suit man so i gotta oh, yeah you know, yeah i gotta take in my suit so i gotta go to the tail measured out yeah yeah i need a suit for this weekend so i need it by tomorrow so i'm gonna go out there and let them do it real fast and, all right and, and what game do you got again this weekend um Colorado School of Mines. Oh, that's right. Valdosta State. At Valdosta State. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk at you tomorrow. Stay tuned for Big Sills, Birds 365, everything here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll be back tomorrow.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.